There are a lot of similarities and some differences between nurturing music supervisors and nurturing your fans when you're a touring artist. In today's episode, we're talking with Cheryl B. Engelhart from In the Key of Success. Cheryl is a touring artist who has managed to do some amazing things and raise so much money from her fan base for funding her albums. Uh, I think it's really brilliant insight she brings on how to nurture your email list and how to work with that email list and how to have a holistic approach of knowing what you want. We're going to talk about it today and give you some great advice on that. So for all you touring artists out there, all you recording artists, even songwriters and producers that want to know how to be of service more to people, Cheryl is a great person to teach you specifically about working with your email list, which is so important and such an underutilized tool by all of us. I'm guilty of it myself. Are you guys ready? Let's dive in. Welcome to the License Your Music Podcast, where I'm here to give you all the tools you need to license your music to film, TV, ads, trailers, video games, and more, so you can earn passive income and have creative freedom to make the music you want to create, spend time doing what you want to do, whether that's spending time more with your family and starting to have a, a career or expanding upon your existing career in music licensing. Everything I teach at License Your Music is designed to show you how to license your music in a shorter amount of time than it took me. So thank you for being here. Thank you for watching. If you haven't been by my website at licenseyourmusic.com, please come by, grab our free guide, Four Simple Steps to Get Your Music Heard. And thank you so much. Today, we're talking with Cheryl B. Engelhart. As a successful creative entrepreneur, Cheryl combines expertise as an award-winning composer and songwriter, life coach, and digital tech ninja with an unflinchingly optimistic approach to problem solving to lift other musicians into the next stages of their careers. She's toured all over the world, had over 40 TV and film placements, has had two albums hit number one on sales charts for New Age, composes music for social justice choirs and meditation apps, and has fan-funded multiple albums for over $20,000 each. She's a self-proclaimed email dork and lefty. We're lucky to have her. Cheryl, thanks so much for being here. Hi, I'm super psyched to be here. Yeah, so I love what you do. You know, you and I linked up through some old friends out of New York, and uh, we started talking about fans and emails, and it brought me back to when I was an artist and the struggles I had with going to shows and collecting those emails and then not knowing what to do. So could you give us like an overview about what you teach, kind of a, a 30,000 foot view, if you will, of what you teach? First of all, I love that talking to me brought up all the struggles of your past. That makes me feel great. I'm glad that I do that for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, what I teach is really came out of those struggles and being an independent artist and starting to realize that the struggles I had were very similar to the struggles that a lot of other independent artists have, which is really how to, first of all, how to make money with music and how to do it consistently and how, and, and where does that come from consistently? And what I learned over 15 years of touring and um, licensing and doing all of the things is that it comes from having really, really, really clear goals and articulating them really well. And that comes to down to whether you're pitching music supervisors or agents, as well as your fans. So I realized that every major success I had along the way had to do with my fan list, which I had only grown for about six years just because I was touring. The, that was I wasn't doing on, any online like 
I wasn't doing Instagram being like, sign up for my face, my email list. Like that wasn't the thing I was doing. It was just, if I was at a show, I had a sign up list and I, I always played the game of trying to get at least 50% of the people in the room on my email list. And then I was really good with following up with them, really being myself, really being vulnerable. Um, and I didn't realize that those were the things that turned into fan funding my records for $20,000 each multiple times, like being able to recreate models that I needed in order to have a sustainable independent music career. So but let's pause there for a moment. So you, you fan funded your albums for $20,000 funded by your fans. Yeah. And my, my fan list at the time, under $2,000, uh, under 2000 fans, both times I, I did those two records. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Please, please carry on. Sorry. I was, that, that just, that's, it's so, it's so hard to do that, you know, to, get your fans while you're on tour to just embrace you and believe in you so much that they want to invest in you. They want to help you. So what a, it's a, such a unique skill set you have. Yeah, it's, I would say it's a unique skill set because a lot of musicians are not taking advantage of one of the biggest tools that they have at their disposal, which is their email list and, and the tools around email, like automation and having the right platform and, and nurture series and research. So that's the stuff that I talk because I, I think it's a skill set that anyone could have. Like, I don't think I'm super duper special other than I'm, I like to talk and share. And I realized that was benefiting this career of mine. So how do I put that into a format that makes sense, especially for the introverted musician that's making music, but wants to get it out there and wants to make a living with it. A lot of musicians that are in my my membership Amplify happen to be self-proclaimed introverts and don't like sharing and selling and all the, promoting yeah. and all those things. But there's a way to do it that can feel really, really great for you as well as for your fans in a way that you've taken them on a journey. So my whole sort of zoomed out 30,000 view yeah. look at my fans is when they sign up for my email list, I never make the assumption they're already a fan. I assume nothing about them. Maybe they were curious. Maybe they wanted the free thing I was giving away at that point, whether it was a bundle of songs or whatever, or discount code to my merch store. But either way, what I assume and what I know is that they are a subscriber. They are not yet a fan. And it is my job, my job only through my emails to turn them from a subscriber to a fan and go on that journey. Right. And then from a fan, once they're a fan and they're like, all right, I'm in, I'm listening, I'm reading. I'm like, I'm, I, I like the music. I'm, maybe I'll share it with my friend. From a fan, then they become a customer. That's when they buy something, an album, a hat, a show, a ticket show, right? A yeah. ticket show? A show, a ticket <laughs> to your show. Yeah. Um, when they buy something, then they become the next level beyond fan, which is a customer and then a repeat customer. And then they become a super fan where they're looking for opportunities for you. They're hosting house concerts. They're sharing on social media on your behalf. People say they want their thousands super fans, but then they don't want to sell or talk about what they have for sale. And I'll tell you this. There's no such thing as a super fan who has not bought something. Yeah. So if you can take them on that journey from subscriber to super fan, and you can do that most consistently with the most results, and there's a ton of data that supports this through single emails versus social media, then you're in luck. Yeah, so what I find just so fascinating about that is you can look at the same, you can have the same perspective when you're dealing with music supervisors or any customer, really, anyone you want to nurture that's on your list that you want to, you know, they join your list or they, they send you a lead. They want you to submit music for their project, but you still have to earn their trust. You have to do certain things to earn their trust and give them something that's on point. I teach about pitching, never pitching something that's off point 
because it can kill a relationship and being of service to supervisors. And it's the same thing with your fans, right? You've got to speak to them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the 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 only difference I see between a supervisor and a fan is a supervisor is looking for a very specific thing from you, right? Your fan is looking for what do you got? How are you going to inspire me? How can we connect? Um, right. Some fans really love to be just part of a good underdog story and and see your journey and the whole I knew her when and you know that that is fun for a fan so there are a lot more options for a fan for a reason for a fan to stick around for music supervisor if you deliver on what they're looking for you're going to develop that relationship the thing that they both have in common is that this is a relationship business so to all those musicians who are like I'm an introvert I'm shy I don't like talking you absolutely honor that part of you, but then you need to take action in spite of it. And that means picking up the phone if someone is a phone person or sending an email if someone's an email person or, you know, getting into their world and communicating with them on their turf in a way that makes them feel comfortable. And that's going to really create that trust and create that longevity that you're looking for, because the more contacts that you have that are nurtured and positive, the more success you're going to have in this business in the long, in the right. long run. So if you had to give one piece of advice to artists, just pick one thing, like the number one mistake they make when trying to talk to their fans, what would it be? Not knowing what they want. I don't care what the fans want. I want, okay. I care what you want and the fans care what you want. So it's not about what the fans want. Like if they're really clear, like we want, we want vinyl, we want vinyl. If they're like out there with pickets and we want vinyl, then yes, you need to make vinyl. But most of the time, like fans are around to follow your journey. So if you don't know what you want, you're going to, you're not going to even be on a journey. You're supposed to be leading them through a journey and they're like, hi, we're in the swamps. What's up? So if you have an album coming out and you don't know what you want for the album, like you're like, I want people to listen to it. Like, okay, join the millions of others. That's not a goal. We don't know if that's going to actually, you know, like how do we measure that, right? Yeah. So an Amplify, we call it a champagne win. And it's basically you create a goal that's so clear that everyone in your life knows when to break out the champagne, mm. right? So I want more fans. Cool, my mom signed up for your email list. Does that mean you have more fans? Are we breaking out the champagne? Probably not, probably right. not. So that clarity is gold, and it's clarity about what you want and then being able to articulate. And that's what we do. We practice saying the things that we want and getting rid of the shame or the fear. What if they don't, what if this doesn't happen? Like it took a lot for me to say out loud, like I want to be on the billboard charter. I want to get a Grammy nomination. Like that yeah. might, you ask anyone on my fan list, like what is Cheryl, what's the number one thing she wants for her new, new age album. And they're going to say, Oh, Grammy nomination. Cool. And the worst thing in the world is for a musician to say what they want, get past that first step and actually know what you want. And then to have a fan say, oh, cool, that's awesome. How can I help? And not have an answer. Hmm. If you don't know how your fans can help me. So if I say I want to be on the Billboard chart and my fans are like, that's amazing. How can I help? Like, what is Billboard? Like, what does that mean for you? If you don't have an answer to that, you're not doing your job as a musician who is a career musician. So Billboard chart means, you know, purchasing albums on specific sites. Like, what are the sites? How do you purchase on those sites? Apple Music makes it really, really hard to buy an album on iTunes. You have to walk your fans through that process. So there's a, le a level of education that you might need to be distributing to your fans, but it all starts with what do you want for your music career? And then how can your fans help you get that? How can you bring them in? How can they contribute? How can you partner with them? 
And that is a very different word than how can they help you steer, steer away from help, or I want to raise these funds, help me make my album. Help is not empowering for anybody involved. People want to be your hero because they want to contribute to you as a human being, as someone who's living a very exciting dream. Like it's not normal to create art for a living. That's not normal in our culture, right? Yeah. So get clear on what you want, be able to to articulate that. It should also be represented on your website. You should not have, here's my YouTube video and sign up for my email list. And here's, listen to me on Spotify. If you have nine things right on your website, people are not going to know what's important to you. They're not going to know what to do. And they're most likely going to do nothing. One call to action anywhere you go that goes for emails as well. So it all comes down to you and your, your own clarity about yourself. So that takes a little bit of personal work to do. Yeah. And removing the word help, especially when you're, you know, there's GoFundMe campaigns and Kickstarters and they're always, you know, help me raise X amount of money for my album. So what would you replace help with if you were doing that? partner with me. Let's do partner this. Yeah. yeah. Partner me. Um, if you want to contribute to this process, all, all of that. And, and yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, I have all these different like rewards and they go from $1 to $50. You can like, no, no, no. I, the reason I was able to fan fund $20,000 repetitively on different albums was because I had rewards that went up to $2,000. I did not think for a second that anyone was going to purchase $2,000 reward and join me in the studio, but they did. They're like, yeah. oh, cool, this is the thing. And then a lot of people saw that there was something that high price and they were like, oh, I can't do $2,000, but I can do the 100. And they wouldn't have even done the 100 if they saw that the highest was 100. So people right. like to, it's a, there's a mind game with selling and it's, and it's very psychological and there's a lot of data that supports all that. And I love data, I'm very dorky, I used to be a science major. So I get into the data and I use it to my advantage. So if yeah. you're just kind of going by trial and error and guessing, you're not, making informed decisions as a career business person, which is what you are if you are in this for the long haul. And in the key of success, you you teach about how to get into that data and analyze it properly. Because I think data, when you say the word data, a lot of creatives, no thanks, no data for me, you know. I, I don't even teach about how to get into the data and how to yeah. analyze it. I just tell it to you. Like I've already done the work. Right. Like I did this work when I was touring and when I was releasing my first bunch of CDs and I just released my sixth CD like, oh, like 15 years after my first one came out. So I've already done this work. I do the research. I stay up to date on it. And that's what I do in, in the Keep Success. I'm like, don't yeah. spend all the time that I spent because I happen to love it. But it's also very useful and not a lot of people are tapping into it. And it really informs my decisions moving forward. It helps me choose my next action because there's so many things we could do, right? It's so overwhelming to be an independent musician right now. It's like, do I focus on Spotify or do I go for licensing or do I do online tours or do I do like, like, what do I do? Do I try to get sales? Do I try to get on charts? And so there's so many ways you could go. And one of those is going to be more, I don't know, it's going to light you up more than another way. So getting clear on what you yeah. want and then saying, okay, these are the actions I want to take aligned here. And here's the data that supports this direction and using all of that to your advantage versus just throwing spaghetti to the wall and seeing what sticks, which can get right. very expensive if you're gluten-free because that spaghetti is not inexpensive. Right. But that's, <laughs> you know, that's my theory. Yeah. I think that that question asking yourself, what do you want? What do I want? And writing it down and really sitting with that question, what do I want? A out of life, out of my career? I think that's a brilliant question to ask. It can, it can dial in your direction. And there's a lot of people that come my way and say, you know, Jody, I'm an artist and I'm, I'm wondering if I do licensing, do I have to give up 
being an artist? Do I have to no longer, can I no longer tour? Can I no longer perform? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, of course not. I mean, I've gotten, I, I mean, I do licensing. I don't have like thousands and thousands of placements. Like some people, I've got over 40 TV placements. I've gotten $15,000 checks from licensing like while I was on, on tour. And it still comes down to what do you want? Do you want to be touring? And do you want to be funding that touring via licensing? Well, let's put, let's package that into a very, very clear desire yeah. and a very, very clear goal and with specific actions to take. So uh, I, I truly believe that anything is possible. Any combination of things is possible. Whatever it is you're working on right now, it doesn't mean that you can't be working on something else that you also want to do. But I would say there is value in focusing right now and then scheduling for later other things that you want to eventually tackle. But picking the thing that will make the biggest difference for you now is where I would start. I would even go as far as to say, make a list of things that you want and then try to prioritize what do you want the most, like move things to the to the top of the list. What are more important than others, right? Because then, Yeah, you know. absolutely. I actually, I have an Excel sheet because I told you guys I'm a dork, right? And like super numbers driven. Um, so I do, I do this with some of my one-on-one clients. I actually have an Excel sheet where we, we measure all the different things that you want to do. Let's say there's five potential paths you can take. And then we, we actually quantify and, and sort of rank um, like one to five, how much money that would make, how much time it would take up and how much you love that thing or not. And then we wait, which one of those things is more important right now. Maybe you don't need money. So we don't, you know, we don't wait the money as much, or maybe money is like a number one factor. So we wait it. And then we create this whole Excel document and then we, we analyze the numbers, the output. And then from there we create an action plan based on just plunking in those, those rankings. So it is, um, yeah, getting clarity is no joke, y'all. It's like a it's like a real thing. People are like, I just want this. I would just want to pay my rent with music. That's not gonna help you. You've got to dig in and do some work. But just fun work. You're talking it's like about write, writing a song. Like you gotta really yeah, you gotta exactly. really focus. Yeah. Exactly. Cheryl, thank you so much for being here, taking the time out to talk with me. I've learned a lot and I know my listeners have learned a ton. Yay. Well, yeah. thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jody Friedman from License Your Music. If you haven't been by my website, licenseyourmusic.com, come by, grab my free guide. It's on there as well. And thank you so much for being here. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on Spotify or down below in the YouTube comments. I do interact on YouTube. So if you have some questions, just drop them down below in the comments and I'll do my best to answer them. Thank you so much. Stay cool. Peace.